It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. just been handed the all-tournament team and the MVP of this tournament, not a surprise, Hollis Price. Joining him on the all-tournament team, T.J. Ford, Collison Gooden, and Aaron McGee. That, the five that made it, that ball blocks. It still will not allow an easy shot. The horn sounds, what a performance. the Sooners have done it. John, as this tournament says so long to Kansas City for a couple of years, what a shocker to go out with. Well, everyone wondered, how does Kansas lose? Now, they will regroup and, and load up Monday or Thursday or Friday, wherever they're going to play. But how about the Sooners? The second tournament championship in a row for Kelvin Sampson. Wow, pretty impressive. Um, little did they know they were going to win that one and they were going to win the next one and then they weren't going to win back-to-back Big 12 tournament games since. I know. That's insane, uh, man. I still cannot believe that stat from yesterday that you, you told me. Um, how about that? Pretty impressive. Yeah, I actually I found out some few things about that game that I didn't know before today. Um, I did not know that KU was the number one offense in the country going into that game. I well, they, they had Harry Potter, didn't they? They did have Harry Potter, as the OU student section chanted at him <laughs> in his career. Um, I, I knew they were the number one team that day. I didn't know they had the number one offense, and I didn't know that OU held Kansas to not only its lowest output of the season that day, but they had held them early in the year to their lowest season output. So twice, the two times that play KU played OU, they had their lowest point totals. Uh, of nice. the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dominant defense. Yep, drag them into a grinder, slow it down with the number one offense, frustrate them, make them start doing things outside their comfort zone. I like it. KU head coach, basically Lincoln Riley. I think that's what we found out today against an now, elite defense. Okay, what year was it when Roy Williams left Kansas and went to North Carolina and Self took over? I think Self's first year was 05. So okay. let's. Is that right? Yeah. So KU got beat by Syracuse in the next year. So this is 2002, the clip that we just played in the game that we're talking about. Yeah. OU was in the Final Four that year. KU made it to the championship game the next year and got beat by Syracuse. And then maybe Self's year was the year after that. It was either 04 or 05, his first year there. Okay. Nice. Roy Williams said he wasn't leaving to take the Carolina job. And, well, he. He left to take the Carolina job. But, he changed his mind? Yeah, 21 years ago today, OU beat number one Kansas in Kansas City, 64-55. Which, beating KU in Kansas City, is that equal to beating LSU in New Orleans or Florida in Miami or A&M in, in Houston? Like, the, the football things that we talk about, you know? I feel like well, it is. Maybe, but it's not equivalent to beating Kansas in Lawrence because we. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, it had been over ten years, even at that point, since we had beat Kansas in in Lawrence. 
but to your point, yes, um, very partisan crowd there for, for Kansas when, when you go to the, uh, the Big 12 tourney. Yeah, well, didn't matter that day. OU won by nine points. Who um, are, are you rooting for that crew to win the national championship in basketball this year? Kelvin, Hollis, and Qantas down there at Houston? Yes. Are you rooting for them to win it all? Okay. I guess I don't have. I don't have any, anyone else that I would yeah, like, root for. Maybe I, I'm not. Maybe I'm supposed to root for an SEC team. I'm not going to root for an SEC team in this thing. So. Well, I I'm sure there'll be a point where I will, um, like. There's going to be a moment in the tournament where there's a team that has done something unbelievable, and I will latch on to that group and um, and pull for them to go win it. But outside of that, sure, why not? I wouldn't mind seeing Houston win a, a national championship. I was rooting for them in the Final Four a couple of years ago before they got destroyed by, I think it was Villanova in the Final Four. Are we, are we in a position to claim that and say, see, the Big 12 best – Best uh, basketball conference in the country, no doubt. Oh, uh, we don't Houston. have to do that. Everyone else is doing that right now. Okay. All Waving right. the Big 12 flag for uh, for basketball. Uh, Syracuse and Albany says the 918. Yeah. Oh, you had to play Syracuse and Albany in that Elite Eight game. Peyton says, oh, that'd be like playing Iowa State in Kansas City. Good point. It, yeah. It's a very pro KU crowd there, but it's also a ton of Iowa State fans. Yeah. Um, Bill Self's first way, season at KU was 4 Lost right. to Georgia Tech in the Elite Eight. Uh, one more. Hollis Price may be the greatest free throw shooter in OU history. He was a machine at the line. Agree with that. Well, there's no reason to uh, to say he may be. I will look up the statistics and give you the answers to who the um, the best free throw yeah. shooter. Yeah, wait, wait eight minutes. Yeah. Eight minutes, uh, Teddy will finally find the highest free throw percentage at OU. It's close. Or, I mean, it, okay, yeah, it's going to be eight minutes. It's going to take <laughs> <Yeah>. a while. <laughs> it, it's not my fault. It is internet access. I'm on OU's page. I'm clicking on basketball, and it's not nothing's happening, Tyler. Okay. Not my fault this time. Houston got destroyed by Baylor in 2020. Okay, yeah, it was Baylor, not Villanova. Sorry. I still have the Villanova PTSD going on. Anytime yeah. there's a blowout in a Final Four game, I just immediately think it's Villanova. Uh, I'm clearly not over that game just yet. Right. Well, good stuff. Um, it's I, You know, it is fun. I, over the years, I've slowly turned into a college basketball uh, fan. I, I can, this time of year, I can watch random conference uh, tournament games and not even blink an eye before. I was like, there's no way you would catch me watching anything like that, but... Yeah, I'm 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 enjoying it, and Big Twelve tournaments is as good as any of them out there. So, are you watching some SEC hoops? I haven't I haven't seen. I've, now I've kind of followed some of the news on some of the stuff, but I have not seen any of the uh, the SEC games, the tournament games. Yeah, well, you know, we always talk about like football most exciting matchups in the SEC. I guess they're pretty obvious for basketball, but who are like who is going to be the most fun teams to come in, the most fun places? Just Kentucky for both? Go to Kentucky and Kentucky to come here? Or is it someone more regional like in Arkansas? Um, I think it's I think it's got to be Kentucky, right? I mean, that's I've that's heard Rep worried. Arena though, like when we talk about SEC road venues, 
Dude, we talk about, like, I mean, this is the best of the best, man, in terms of, like, just the overall facility, but how loud it is, how intense it is, all that. Like, there's so many mm-hmm. in the SEC. I've heard that Rupp is a little bit overrated. Now, it seats like 20,000 people, something crazy like that. It's like 20,000, 20,000 plus. But like, Rupp Arena, from my understanding, like it shouldn't be viewed as going to, the, going to LSU at night or playing in the swamp for a big-time game. Like It's cool, but it's not it, – I don't know. It, it may be a, a tad overrated. I'll, I'll be interested to grade that myself, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm with you. I I I know what the floor looks like there, but I have no idea like what the inside of the arena looks like. I can't even I can't even remember really what the. It's not one of those like where the fans are right on top of the court, is it? No, it's just like a, just a huge arena, huge. basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Drew, you're right. Tennessee does look like a really cool uh, basketball environment. They have a they have a cool looking arena there, and they support it especially when they're really good. So Tennessee would be like in terms of like fun basketball road trips, you got to go to Rupp. So you, you got to put Kentucky in there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think Tennessee would be on that list. And man, maybe now that Alabama's about to get a new arena, maybe, maybe Tuscaloosa's crazy as that is to say out loud. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know when they're gonna. St- it, they've got a really good team right now, and they're about to start supposedly going to start a new arena there as well, which is one of the things that Nate Oates basically said he's not signing an extension until like that is like concreted in and and well, and he verified. just recently did. Like I think two weeks yeah. ago he did, so they must have that ready to go. Right. Yep. No, that's that was that was it. That was one of the the final key points on it. So, yeah. Good stuff. Maybe Arkansas is a good time. I bet Ar- Arkansas supports basketball. They they get pretty rowdy there. That's probably a, a fun environment, I would guess. Outside of that, man, it's kind of kind of depends on depends on who's good at the time. Auburn looked like it had some pretty good crowds when they were good uh, with Bruce Pearl recently. Um, South Carolina looked pretty fun when they were good under Frank Martin uh, a handful of years ago, but. Feels like for the most part the SEC schools, if they're really good, they'll show up. But you know, there's not an Allen Fieldhouse in the league or anything like that. Okay, would you like an opportunity to show how smart you are? What were you just looking up? Oh, free throw percentage. I'm guessing yep. it's something on on those lines. Okay, can you give me? See if you can list the top five career free throw percentage leaders at the University of Oklahoma? Uh, I don't expect to get this, but I'll I'll take a shot at it. Hollis is going to be in the top five, right? Yes. Um, I'm going to guess that Brent Price is probably in the top five as well. Ooh, no, he nine. is not. He is huh. number nine at 80.29%. I'm going to guess Trey Young is probably in the top five. He shot a lot of free throws that one year. Trey Young is number one all time at 86.13%. What about is Bud Heald in the top five? Bud Heald is number five at 83.56%. Okay, I got three of the top five. Can you give me any hint as to if these players are recent or not? Yes, one of them is recent. 
and one of them was 05 to 07. 05 to 07. Okay. Yeah, and it's not a whole lot of attempts, and like, this wasn't my era, but I don't remember the name that much. Okay. Um, I'm gonna but the other one is recent. I'm going to guess Isaiah Cousins is the other in the top five. No. Hmm. Austin Reeves. Oh. Yes, of course, Austin Reeves. 85.67. It goes Trey Young, Hollis Price, Austin Reeves, Nate Carter. Yeah, remember Nate Carter. And then Bud Hield. Mm. And Pledger, six. Jordan Woodard's eight. Brent Price, nine. Ryan Miners, ten. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. I was uh, not expecting Trey Young there, but it makes a lot of well, sense. Well, yeah, I, I kind of was because he just got fouled so much early on in the year. And then, remember, they started calling it a lot tighter on him throughout the rest of the year. He wasn't getting those foul calls. But early on in the year, he was um, – I, I, did, did they outlaw that in the NBA or so? I, I forget what, but he could get guys off the – like the, the hand check and he could, could get to the free throw line easily. Tyler – he played one year at OU and, and shot twenty or two hundred and seventy-four free throws. Yeah, man, that's crazy. <laughs> Hollis Prize played four years and shot four sixteen. <laughs> that's nuts. That's pretty. Yeah, pretty if, he, incredible. if he played all four years, he ends up shooting uh, around a thousand free throws in his career. Yeah, he Hollis can, Prize played over a hundred more games than Trey Young. If you can be a thousand-point scorer. In college basketball, you're you're a stud, like you had a good career. Trey Young, if he sticks around for four years, probably could have had that just off free throws. Think about that. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, Trey had eight and a half attempts a game from the foul line. No one else is even – I mean, Austin Reeves was was 5.98. There's no one else on here that's anywhere close to that. That's uh, crazy. You guys were a little off with your guesses. Kendall says no Eduardo Nahara on the list. Yeah. Not on the list. I don't see. It goes to thirty-one. I don't see him on the list. Greg but he Lawton. may be on there for attempts. Greg like from Lawton says Aaron McGee. No, not on the list either. Uh, Eight oh six. Comparing a basketball environment to Allen Fieldhouse ain't fair. Cameron Indoor is the only place on that list. That's it. Fight me. Well, not Teddy. I ain't fighting him. No way. I'm not <laughs> running him. Uh, I'm not running him. I'm not outrunning him either. Fair. Allen Fieldhouse is. Like, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. And I tried. I tried multiple times to get Teddy to go with me to a game in, in Allen Fieldhouse. He always sounded interested in November. Oh, no. He always sounded interested in December. We had opportunities, and he never wanted to go. But you're right. I mean, it's – I'm just saying, like, there's not seemingly a magical place like that in the SEC. But that's that's a fair point. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Maybe we'll still have our – uh, opportunities in the Big 12 SEC Challenge or something. They'll put us up against Kansas. Doubtful. That'll always be Kentucky and Kansas, won't it? I mean, they'll, they'll never change that up. Yeah, who will uh, OU's opponent be? Because they like to stagger it, right? I'm trying to figure out who OU's opponent's going to be in the SEC. Well, give them, give them OSU. Well, don't celebrate too long on the floor if you went up there in Stillwater. We found that out. Nice. Nice one, Tyler, on your game that, today. That joke's going to be relevant for at least the next week. So yeah. get it while it's hot. Let's, let's wear it out while we can. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on here from Riverwind. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 
It's time for our Under the Radar segment brought to you by Boy Street Ventures. Boy Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under the radar sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoyStreetVentures.com. We are going to need some help from the Air Coverage Solutions text line today on our Under the Radar feature. Because let's go back to some uh, OU football here. Uh, How about this? If uh, the roster for OU at this point is almost like the stock exchange, what individual player on this team are you buying a lot of stock in right now? Could be a newcomer, could be a a player that's been on campus for two to three years. But when I say, all right, you can buy stock on this player, and normally with stock, Teddy, you want to buy low and sell high. So if you wanted to buy low on someone right now, stock-wise, you think it's going to have a massive year, who are you uh, immediately thinking of? <laughs> well. Jackson Arnold? No, if you really, really want to uh, take a risk and uh, try, and, try and take something that's got a lot of volatility, Marcus Major, you oh, can get Marcus gosh. Major low. You can, Tyler. yeah, no, you can buy low there. You can buy low, and you can sell at its highest after week two when people are saying, "Is he the best running back on the team? He might be, just like oh, last year." Man. Uh, let's see. I'll throw out a name for you while you're thinking. Okay. I don't know if you can buy this guy's stock incredibly low because there has been some proven uh, seasons yeah. in there. I just think if the pass rush is better, I mean, we're really going to be noticing it and really talking about it a lot. Um, I'll buy some Trace Ford stock. Oh, really? Feel like a healthy year for him, big opportunity for him to make some cash at the next level. Yeah, I, I don't know what his uh, stock is currently trading at, but I'll, I'll go ahead and invest in, uh, in Trace Ford. Well, like you're it, love go it, hate with, it. Well, I like it. If you're going to go, go with uh... – a guy like Trace Ford, you might as well go ahead and purchase a, a blue stock or a, a blue chip stock and go with uh, Adabare. You know, true. that's like at I don't this know if point. There's any more left though? That's the thing. I, I, that's true. I feel like um, that's like buying Apple at this point. You know, just printing cash. Uh, Adabare is uh, hasn't played a game yet, so. Even though it's not going to be cheap to buy that stock, the possible the possible outcomes are tremendous. So that would be a guy that I'd look at um, no matter what. I'll tell you another guy. Isaiah Co. Yeah, that's that's I'm, very reasonable. You could get him. On, yeah, sure. I'm I'm anxious to see what type of year Isaiah Coe has. I think he can put together a really, really solid year. You know, there were times last year where, um, you know, he was, whenever he was healthy, he had that, what, thumb issue where he had the fracture that came through the skin at Iowa State. He, he was our most consistent interior defensive lineman. And, you know, at times he was, he was the guy that they just couldn't move out of there whenever the technique lined up and you know, he got a good jump off the football. I think he's going to be even more consistent. He's he's going to be even more um, experienced in the system, and he's going to be bigger, faster, stronger. I, I think Isaiah Coe going to have his best years the sooner. Text line for the 918, buy low. 
Kobe McKenzie. Yeah, yeah. Kobe McKenzie is, I think he's trending in the right direction. Uh, I think he had a a slow start, a slow acclimation to uh, to college football, but he's gotten quicker. I think he's he's shed some weight. Uh, you know, has a, a better physique. He's he's you know better put together. Right now, he's he's got a year under his belt of coaching. Got to remember, this is going to be his second spring that he's about to go into. Um, you know, he's going to be fighting for reps at the Mike Backer spot. You know, he and Jaron Canick are going to be dueling it out to see who can get that that starting spot. And maybe they end up sharing some reps there. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a real opportunity for him. What did Brent say at the tail end of last year? He has concrete in his helmet. Yeah, Is that what he said. <laughs> yeah, thumper. Yeah, you know he, he's a you know he's a guy that kind of reminds you of, of like a Lance Mitchell that's there on staff. That was, you know, he's not going to blow you away with with some of his numbers as far as like your combine type stuff. But that dude ran the middle of the 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 defense the interior of the defense he was the enforcer he would absolutely punish people not back tackler and think uh, kobe mckenzie is a lot like that uh 918's going with the hometown favorite here rsj robert spears jennings yeah. and rsj he really did some nice things last year at times he, he looks like he's a pretty well put together kid um i don't feel like we have a ton of conversations about him defensively this year for whatever reason but that's a guy that could yeah, you, you could you could buy low and sell high with him for sure. Dude, I our safety room, you gotta think about it. You've got Bowman, you've got Key Lawrence, you've got RSJ, Robert Spears Jennings, you've got Pearson. Let's say when are you gonna name the other starter there? Got to it. I, I haven't even mentioned the five-star that we got this year. We've got, and gosh, how many safeties did we bring in in this group? Uh, What, Macari Vickers, I guess, is going to play there as well, correct? Um, Eric McCarty, is he going to, he's going to play defense, but he's not going to play this year. He's still banged up, but, right. I mean, you you brought some players there to your point. Peyton Bowen, I it, th- that position is incredibly deep. As athletic as we've been there in a long time, we've got size. There's some guys with some some really nice length and size there. That may be one of the most competitive positions on the entire roster next year. And frankly, I don't even know. I'll pencil in uh, Billy Bowman as a starter. Outside of that, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Reggie I, I, Pearson I, probably starts, but that that's in no way a given. No way well, a given. Another guy that I didn't even mention because I, for what like he he's also a guy that's thrown around at Cheetah, but he'll be playing safety too. Is Justin Harrington? True. Yeah. I mean, we got more safeties than we know what to do with our our coverage units on defense or on uh, special teams should be incredible uh for the 405 i'm going all in on the gabriel stock lord knows it's the lowest on the team the way people talk about him give me all the shares of dg please go that could be a nice buy could be a very nice buy yeah i i totally agree i think dylan gabriel statistically 
is going to have a, uh, a year that far exceeds what he had last year. By low, the Stog Dog. Uh, that's from Tulsa Mike. He'll be your starting tight end. That's that's probably for sure. DJ Graham stock. Buy it now. That's from the 580. Mm-hmm. Uh, Camo Sooner, Andrew Rame, if healthy. Uh, I'll take some stock on Devon Sears, says a texture in the 405. I think he has the potential to surprise some people. Yeah. Uh, Bothroyd is on here. Ethan yeah. Downs is on here. Sawchuck is on here, but I, that's gonna that's getting pretty expensive. You, you should have bought that before the uh, bowl game. You could have yeah. got it at a really nice price then. Well, frankly, you can really get stock of everyone uh, pretty low right now after six, seven seasons. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe outside the two running backs, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. Um... It's a fascinating time. Even but. even Uwe von Schaman is on this list. What does Uwe von Schaman's stock look like right now? I don't know. Now that you mention it, um, it's it's got to be. I guess I just don't know how it's going to go up. I mean, it may be expensive. The guy was incredible at OU, but I don't know how it's going to go up in value. Well, if it's going it, to, it'll go up in value if it, if you announce another future home and home with Ohio State or play Ohio State uh, again, because that highlight will be shown no less yeah. than uh, five hundred times. And on, I'm here for it. I I can watch that highlight all day long. I think it's great. I, sounds to me like the texter believes we'll be playing uh, at Ohio State for the first round of the first twelve team playoff. Would you take that right now, by the way? <laughs> you kidding me? Absolutely I would. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Uh, let me just read a handful more. Uh, Kendall Dolby stock up. That CD from Hockley. Tyler yeah. Guyton might be a great buy from the 918. Savion Bird, nasty. Here's a Macari Vickers. This says you forgot Harmon. Um, and then, of course, BFC says, I'll take Sander Cox stock coming to Norman <laughs> next week. That's right. No, Tuesday you. is it Tuesday? It's it's Tuesday, Marina Hines Field. That's right. Nice. Yeah, that'll be big. I don't know how how how's Florida State done this year? Are they? Yeah, they're good. Um, they are top ten. They actually play a three game series at number three OSU this weekend. Oh, so talk about a wow. battle tested four games there. Three games Dang. at number three OSU, and then against number one uh, OU on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're coming to Oklahoma. They're going to get all the softball they can handle, I guess. That's true. Wow. Uh, under the Radar segment brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar shooter startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Peyton says, give me some Dan Stutzman, which happy birthday to Dan Stutzman. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, happy birthday well, to the young did, buck. What did you see? Did you see it was his birthday, or did you yeah. see Jaron Canick singing to him mid-flight, happy birthday in front of everyone? Because that was I pretty hilarious. Well, I, I guess maybe I just saw a screenshot of that, or maybe I just didn't recognize that it was a video. Um, that's pretty funny. Apparently those two are uh, – They're tied at the hip for sure. Yeah, best buds. I guess going – hey, going down to Florida for spring break. hey <sighs> Which reminds me, what we do? We do all these like, hey, twenty-one years ago today, fifteen years ago today, twenty-one years ago today, you were planning about some awesome spring break trip that you're about to take. 
today yeah. you're planning for another spring break trip, but I'm going to guess you're not going to South Padre this time around. I'm guessing you're going somewhere else with yeah, a different vibe. I'm, I'm trying to think. Would I have been – Hmm. I think this would have been – 2002 spring break, Yeah, right? this this would have been the first year that we did the – the three practices beforehand, and then you take spring, like the three non-padded practices, then you take spring break, and then you come back, put the pads on, and get after it. So it is, uh, it's 4.30 right now. We're probably just wrapping up, uh, probably just wrapping up inside drill, about to head to some special teams in the last practice of the week. Oh, man, that's Woo, a good feeling. Buddy, yeah. yes, it is. Where are you going for spring break this 20, 21 years after that, where are you going to spring break next week? We may hit some Great Wolf Lodge or something oh, down in yes. uh, down the, the metro, the Big D. Hey, you better go get tatted up before you go down there. You're going to be the only one without a tattoo at Great Wolf Lodge. They're going to think like I'm a, a fed or something in yeah, there. Yeah, you're going to be the only one without a tattoo and a spare tire inside Great Wolf Lodge. Everyone's going to be able to check something. out the undercover cop over there. <laughs> Terrible job. <laughs> Didn't even paint on a tattoo. <laughs> it kind of uh, is the same thing as a bunch of wild, drunk college kids, except they, they just happen to be toddlers drunk off of sugar. Yeah, and they, and they all got two or three kids running around that they're not keeping up with. And yeah, everyone is there's there's a lot of puke happening. There's there's a, a lot of similarities. It's more an interesting than, clientele for a place that's not very cheap. Yeah. Kind of it's 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 a very interesting vibe in that place. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we got to hit a break. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit a couple of things that caught my eye next. Opinions, you've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. At 405-651-3439. West Yalagosny Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. If you've been hurt in a wreck and you don't know who to trust, take a look at the client reviews at WYG. If you want a lawyer that clients trust, then trust WYG. That's West Yalagosny Law, 405 800 West Yala Gosney Law, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Um, I got to go here. I know you'll like this. Mahomes apparently is a beer pong savant <laughs> as well. Not just the best quarterback in the NFL at the time. He's also perhaps the best beer pong player in the NFL at the time. Did you see the video of him almost running the whole rack? No, I didn't see that video, but I played the audio clip for you after they won the Super Bowl where he was like, I'm going to drink like a thousand beers tonight after they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so isn't it amazing? Like, he's the best quarterback in the game right now, and he can shovel 30 beers in one sitting. Tom Brady allegedly never touched any alcohol. His body was a temple. He never did anything. I, I guess some guys just have to work harder than others. Uh, Patrick Mahomes can hang out and party and still win Super Bowls. I tell you now, the Chiefs, they may they may have one of the, uh, the most elite teams in the NFL when it comes to downing some beers. Oh, man. Um, they've got the, the MVP and – First team All Pro Creed Humphrey, 
the guy makes beers disappear uh, quicker than anyone else. But Mahomes, man, I don't know where they were, but they were playing beer pong in someone, some mansion living room. It looked like it was pretty funny. Uh, but that was that was pretty cool. And I had to put this in there. You, I know you love golf, and uh, you know how much I love Jordan Spieth. Uh, can't stand the guy. And part of the reason I can't stand him because I believe that he is not nearly as good as people think, and I think he is like the luckiest person ever on the PGA Tour. Today, uh, he was like right there, a chance to miss the cut. Like he had to, he had to, uh, I think, make a par on the last hole to make the cut, and he hits his tee shot. And it's going in the water. Like, it's dead. It's going in the water. And before it gets to the water, it hits a fan on the head, goes straight up in the air, out into the middle of the fairway. He ends up uh, making par and making the cut. The dude is the luckiest person ever. Probably didn't even say anything to the fan. Well, either. would you really rather have that or have to play it off uh, Frankenstein's fat foot like Shooter <laughs> McGavin had to do? Play it as it lies. Oh, my gosh, that's great. That's all I got today. Uh, I've actually had breaking news in the NFL. The number one overall pick has been traded. Yeah. The number one overall pick has been traded to the Carolina Panthers. And here's what the Chicago Bears get in exchange. They get the number nine overall pick this year. They get the number 61 overall pick this year. They get a first-round pick in 2024. They get a second-round pick in 2025, and they also get wide receiver DJ Moore. So did the Bears get a quality haul for their number one overall pick? Uh, Yeah. Feels like it, doesn't it? They got the number nine this year, so they're still in the top ten, which means they still have a chance, depending on what position group they're targeting, still have the, the chance to take the best available number one overall player at whatever position they want to target. Uh, 61st, so what is that? That's like the second-to-last pick of the second round. Or, no, the, I guess the third-to-last pick of the of the second round this year. Great value um, in that pick, for sure. Yeah, and they've I'm, I don't know where their, their second-round pick is. They've got, I'm sure they've got another second-round pick. A first and 24, second and 25. And, and D.J. Moore, um, the Panthers' best wide receiver, yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd say they uh, they hit it out of the park, man. That's that's money. So my next one is really good news. Uh, the OU women played about 15 minutes their uh, first game in Kansas City in the Big 12 tournament. Now, Maddie Williams, their best player, she got hurt four minutes in against OSU uh, that yeah. game last weekend. She missed most of that game last weekend. It was thought like, uh-oh, how serious is this injury? She plans to play – in today's first-round game against TCU. Now, she's going to go through uh, pregame warm-ups before making a final decision, and they may even limit minutes if she does indeed to play, but Mm. like this team is set up to make, hopefully, a deep run in the NCAA tournament. That was going to be tough to do with that Maddie Williams. So regardless if she plays or not today or how much she plays, it looks like she could be on track to play in the NCAA tournament, which is huge, huge news for this team. Wow. That's uh, that's big time. Hopefully, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine that 
um, Coach Baranchek would rush her back if she wasn't absolutely ready to go and they felt comfortable that she wasn't going to re-injure it, do something uh, more serious. So uh, that's that's fantastic news. It means yeah. that you, you, you hope that she's good enough to go now that they feel like she's really – by the time the tournament rolls around, she'll be ready to roll. Absolutely, this awesome. is this is unofficially official because we're not to Selection Sunday yet. But a lot of people thought that North Carolina was going to have to win the ACC tournament to make the NCAA tournament. Well, now okay. that they're already out of the ACC tournament, North Carolina will likely, very likely, be the first preseason number one team to fail to make the NCAA tournament in the 64, 65, 68 team era. Carolina yeah. wasn't a very high seed in last year's tournament, correct? But they made it all the way to the championship game. They missed out this year. Old Hubert Davis got to be on a hot seat going into year three, right? Or no, with the deep run they made last year. I don't know. See, I don't know enough about North Carolina. I, I'm hesitant because I, they were they were ranked number one. Was that more about last year? Or did they legitimately have those type of dudes and they've just performed that poorly? I don't know. Like If they have those type of players and that ranking was, was legitimate and that's kind of where they should be hanging around and they're going to miss the tournament, then, boy, it that's going to be hard uh, on him. And I, I imagine it's going to be difficult there anyway. So, yeah, that's, that's wild. Uh, one more. Dennis Dodd, we talked about the story that he tweeted out yesterday that said, Big 12 readies to pounce on four-corner schools as doubt creeps in about Pac-12's viability. Then he has a link to the story. Well, the Utah AD quote tweeted that and just said, give me a break. (laughs) So it's hard to trust certain sides right now and what's really going on, but Utah's AD who's in one of those four-corner schools is saying, yeah, give me a break, get out of here. So who knows what's going on. I'll tell you what's interesting is, you know, I saw a couple of those articles – and I didn't click on the article because I kind of knew what the what everyone was kind of saying. But I just kind of scanned the comments, and everyone in the comments is was basically saying that this is all like Big Twelve propaganda. That the Big Twelve is like feeding these stories to journalists, trying to get them to continue to pump out these these articles killing any chance the Pac-12 has of signing a television deal because there's all this negative attention like they're not going to be able to keep their schools together. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, it would kind of make sense from the Big 12. So I don't know if that's happening or not, but that would make a lot of sense, right? Because they're in the middle of some tough TV negotiations right now, and I'm sure that's not helping. Well, it doesn't sound like any of those those stories are – mainly headline driven i don't yeah. think there's much meat and potatoes behind any of them yeah makes sense so. all right that's it a quick time out more from the rush coming up we will wrap up our number two next make the right call for ou coverage in the sooner state lock it on the ref sports radio network your home for sooner fans your Buick Quest begins here at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in Oreno. Get up to $3,800 off on a new 2023 Buick Envision. Must own a 2009 or newer non-General Motors car, truck, or... At OECFiber.com to get started. OEC Fiber. We're taking internet, phone, and TV services where no one else will.
Metro Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. A lot of firings going on in college basketball today, including Patrick Ewing at Georgetown, who won seven games this year. Josh Pastner getting fired at Georgia Tech today. And uh, the hot rumor, I guess, is that Texas Tech has showed some uh, legit interest in one Rick Pitino as their next head coach, which is just uh, absolutely wild to me. I guess he's been at Iona uh, yeah. recently, and it sounds like there's going to be a bidding war. Uh, I think I saw maybe a St. John's uh, maybe wanted him as well. Tech now getting in on that. So I don't know. I guess maybe he's done a really good job at Iona. I don't know. but Or his enough time has passed that everyone feels good to go ahead and get back in the sweepstakes. Maybe so. Some recruiting news. Uh, there are now two crystal balls in for number one defensive lineman and top five player nationally, Williams Winery, out of the uh, Kansas City area. Okay. So it just – there's a lot of scuttlebutt that OU emerged as the leader over this past weekend. That visit went very, very well. Um, he wanted to learn maybe a little bit more about Oklahoma and his fit, and he found the right answers to that. There's just a – there's a pretty good feeling around the number one defensive lineman in, uh, in, in OU right now. Two crystal balls in for him. Maybe they told him they're going to name the new $175 million facility after hey, him. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I won't eight on it, right? Whatever it takes. Uh, so I know. So are both both of those crystal balls are in for Oklahoma, right? Are yes, they, correct. Yes. Are they both like local 247 or is it someone else? They're both else? OU inside. It's, it's Drum and uh, Thune. Who have the okay. two crystal balls in now? Did oh, I also, hear there's Thune? also a uh, oh, yeah. there's a Tennessee guy, and Tennessee is involved in his recruitment. I think a Tennessee guy put in a uh, crystal ball or a forecast. I I can't remember which side he's from that put one in for for OU to for for him. So, did I hear Thune breaking a little bit of news, kind of by saying Monday, two o'clock, he's dropping a new crystal ball? Yeah, I. Uh, I thought we were going to get a live crystal ball in the air yesterday, and he ended up dropping it a few hours later. So I'm hopeful, but I'm not I'm not counting on it. Something's going to happen. Does that have anything to do with, with – uh, I saw some people retweeting Stone, who's going to be in Oklahoma over the weekend. Anything to do with that? No, he's going to be at LSU this weekend. He'll be at OU early next week. No, no. Uh, I, okay. I, I, I mean, I actually feel comfortable speaking for Parker on this one. It won't be David Stone. And I think he already has one in for Stone to OU, I would guess. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, good deal. All right. They're Looks off to like a good uh, start on the defensive side. I mean, well, I, they don't have any commits, but they, they right. feel really good about a lot of those guys defensively, at least I, right now. It's early, but to be in a good that good of a spot on the number one defensive lineman, I, I, we'll take it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour is next. 1400 AM, KREF, 